here. everybody i'm chad eckert and that's eric martins that's josh bennett and together we are the fantasy golf pod each wednesday afternoon cracking beers <laughs> and clicking names and this week for the wyndham championship Cheers. you just fake crack a beer is that what you just did there i'll mute my other one later cracking <laughs> <laughs> beers clicking names that's the show each wednesday afternoon this is the live show on the fantasy golf pod youtube channel yet to be named fantasy golf pod uh work in progress there didn't realize that you could only change the name twice in a span of 14 days so i was <laughs> messing with the names when i first opened this page up and i'm like man fantasy golf live fantasy golf this and they're like can't do it again see you in 14 <laughs> days i'm like oh shit okay well should have known that i also have discovered that i cannot see all of the subscribers so are you here for the giveaway? Did you subscribe? Uh, I'm going to have to wait on that one because I learned this problem, Quagnus, that I can only see subscribers if they've made themselves public or something. Oh, interesting. So that's a problem because there's only four of those so far. <laughs> and two of them are me and my brother. That's Not great. Funny. So I do want to delay the drawing, which gives everybody that's watching right now a chance to get into the drawing. Subscribe to the channel. If you are a subscriber but don't want to make yourself public, you can make a comment saying I'm a subscriber. Or you can DM me with a screenshot. I subscribed. Whatever it takes to get yourself into the drawing. So next week, next Wednesday afternoon, first round of the playoffs, we're going to do the drawing. Spin the wheel for $100. So there Fine. you go. If you missed last week, this is the second live show on this YouTube channel. Yeah. It's been a, uh, I didn't even tell the story. I forgot to do You that. did. You forgot to tell it last week. Are you going to tell it this week or are we just going to let it fly? Who cares? Uh, basically, in short, I all of the years dedicating to taking and using my iPhone and recording a screen and then putting those illegally taken videos onto the YouTube <laughs> channel, all of that work and effort, YouTube deemed to be illegal and they said they cannot allow me to, to monetize. So I w just got an email one day a couple weeks ago saying your channel is not eligible to be monetized. So then I'm like, okay, well, what's the point of, I guess, oh, well, so there's, you know, a couple bucks a month down the drain. But at the same time, I want to have YouTube take this channel and then share it and suggest it next to the other channels that do similar stuff to us. Because what was happening before is that we were a viral channel being suggested next to other viral stuff. And then sure. people saw this show and they thought, who are these three talking heads? This is not entertainment. I don't want to see this 30-minute show. So if you are a subscriber and you like the 30-minute live show, great, because then maybe YouTube will suggest it to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Quagnus, enough of that. We played golf together. It was the 3M Open this last week. You came into town. Your first ever experience seeing live professional golfers. How was that? You know, I I, I shit on the golfers, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> what do you mean you shit on the golfers? Tell us what that means. Well, you know, we we, we noticed some things that, uh, you know, as bad as the coverage is, I give, I give the coverage credit for uh, 
not showing us the realities of, of, of some of these bizarre ticks and routines that these professional golfers have that you just, I mean, you know, we all knew about, about Brian Harmon last week, the waggles, you know, they analyzed the 13 waggles or whatever, man, when you see it, like they all do it, they all do it. It's bizarre. It's like, get up and hit the ball, please. Can you imagine being Brooks Kepka? I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, no wonder he hates everyone. It's, mm-hmm. it's absurd. Yeah. Not only is there just so much downtime between them having to walk to their shot, oh. but then they don't, they just wait for each other to do their little routine and their waggles and their ticks <laughs> and their, their shirt grabs and their, yeah. and just like their, the grips, the grips, the regrips, the, the Billy Horschel putting thing. Like it, oh. it adds up. It's taxing. It does. Jish, do you do any of these ticks when you play? I try not to. I, <laughs> So uh, yesterday I attempted to stream some golf of my own. We played a little match yesterday. If you haven't seen it uh, or heard about it, it's on my Twitter. You can find it. Um, I rewatched the videos of those. There's like 10 of them because the stream kept cutting out. I had to close it down, open it back up, close it down, open it back up. I had to do it like 10 times. So there's like 10 videos. I watched the videos expecting me to look very slow and like methodical in my, like my setup, kind of like the pros. I was like, well, I got done watching. I'm like, dang, I got to slow down, actually. <laughs> I felt like I was going too fast. Yeah. Like, I do I do have, like, a pre-waggle. I, like, line my shot up behind the ball to start. But, like, when I'm walking up, what I feel like I'm doing takes a long time. And then when I watched it on video yesterday, I was like, wait a second. That goes really fast. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You, yeah, you – you may want to reconsider how long it takes you because of your 77 you shot Saturday uh, morning. Or should we My go? God, we want to go there now. You're so bad at golf. How did you shoot a 77? <laughs> Tell us everything. I, I, I was called out by our friend uh, Brian Kirshner over shooting 77 at a pitch and putt, as it's as it's called. Uh, it? I have some I have some excuses. <laughs> One, okay, so yeah, yeah. What first I- overall excuse. I've been saying for damn near two two and a half weeks to maybe even a month, my swing fucking sucks right now. Have tweeted a thousand times. Excuse number one, swing's bad. Excuse number two, I walked the 3M for seven hours on Friday, hmm. got wasted, and then had to wake up early to come see you assholes. <laughs> I texted you guys in the morning and said, I'm skipping hitting balls. I need to have a coffee. That's how my morning was going. I had an insane hangover. How did my round start, Chad? Bogey, double on a par five, bogey. What happened after that? I played the rest of the day, one over. That's not bad. Yeah, actually, that is pretty good. Three three over through three, or four over through three. So, in That's theory, terrible. like, by the way, I shot five over. That's not bad. No, <laughs> Like 77's a great score when uh, I had the best round of my life and I only shot a 76. Sort of. If you look at your fucking scorecard, Chad, this is the other thing that got me with BK. He kept saying, Chad beat you. If you look at your damn scorecard, there's an asterisk on one of the holes. Mm-hmm. BK, when you listen to this, you go look at the scorecard, look at the little asterisk on there, and I'm going to explain to you right now what happened and why there's an asterisk there. He went up to the tee box and he topped it off the tee and said... Chunk. I got a kid. I'm taking a mulligan. <laughs> so yeah. 
Let's well, I still made a bogey. I made a bogey with that mulligan, so I didn't take advantage of the mulligan, unfortunately. Anyways, so yeah, so we tied. I don't know. I don't know what we did. I but... think we. I think we can all blame the uh, driving range because hitting out of the rough on the driving yeah, range was, was kind of a tough deal. Hey, that's I, not. I, no... I was sleeping in the cart on the second hole while we were waiting. No talking crap about down. Brookview. Anyway, oh, I love Brookview. It's it's great. And also, the people are also ripping me about the handicap thing again. They're like, oh, there's no way you're one handicap. You shoot five over on pitcher. But people don't know what a fucking handicap is. It makes no. no sense. Right. The average score of a one handicap is like five over. That's like what they shoot. If you're a scratch golfer, that does not mean you shoot even par. Yeah. You no, shoot even right. par. If I were to shoot even par every round, I would be better than scratch. You know who shoots even par is Darbo. He shot even par. He does. Darbo. My takeaway from the experience with you boys is that Darbo is good at golf, and he brings girls to show off in front of to the round. Can you believe this, Quagnus? That was bizarre. I mean, bringing a girl with you on a guy's round is kind of funny, but either way, he played really well. He's good at golf. Uh, We did have fun. We did that, and – I thought we would have a guest today. Do we have a guest, John? We do. Wait, Joe's here? Yeah. Should Does we pop work? him in? I don't know if it's going to work. We'll, pop, we'll try. Joe? Let's see. You should ask how Joe is. Joe, you, you there? You're just He's a driving. circle. Joe Idoni uh, of the Preferred Lines podcast, someone that once upon a time at the Wyndham Championship won 100000 no, $112,500, sweated some stuff, I believe we'll have to wait on him because it doesn't seem to be working. You know, we you know we should we should just leave him up, and then people will see that he's here. And even if he doesn't say anything, <laughs> just just because people will think that he's here, and he'll just like yeah. bring us a few more viewers. We'll just the uh, live viewers are increasing here on the. <laughs> the boys, can you hear me? Can oh, the boys hey, hear me? Joey, we got him now. The boys, what's up, fellas? Cheers. No. Joe, are you uh, lunch drive long shots right now, or where? How are you doing? Are you on? Yeah, your I'm driving. I'm driving. So I think that Streamyard knows that I'm driving from my phone and won't allow camera to be on, which is probably oh. the safe <laughs> way to do it, anyways. It shouldn't yeah, allow you to true. talk on your phone either, to be honest. That's the, that yeah. A- so you, you guys were recapping the big round, huh? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. I had. I was called out for shooting a bad score, which is five over, which is not very bad considering I was wildly hungover for like the first hour. Um, so I basically had to explain myself, which I shouldn't have needed to do. But yes, and then we then we described that Darwin was a really really good golfer, which is true, and that Chad takes mulligans, and we haven't said anything about uh, Quagnus's round. Hey, I was. Wagner was... just uh, just dumps it out there in the fairway, and then just dumps it up by the green, and just gets pars and bogeys and birdies. I was destined to come down after my uh, amazing round two days prior. So, and we yeah. and we did call you Brian Harmon as well. So, Joe, Quagnus <laughs> uh, just shot a sixty-nine. Have you ever shot in the sixties? Uh no. Wait, no, no, never, never. Yeah. What about, My little what about with the mulligan for your kids? 74, 74 career low. Okay. That's good. What's your but you guys, would, you guys would all smoked me, dude. I've got one. I was just looking at my, my uh, GAN app, 
and I've got one round sub 80 in my last 20 rounds. So you guys would have all like, you guys are, you guys are better than me. What's your handicap? Nine, 9.1. I think it is. That's pretty good. Did you know the average handicap of like all golfers is like 15 or 16? So like most people shoot like high nineties to a hundred. Did not know that. I'm a da- I'm a I'm a dangerous. I'm a great. I'm a great partner though, because I par a lot. I don't ever make birdies, but I either I'll have probably four to five double bogeys or worse. But I go on like streaks of like six, seven holes in a row where it's all par. So I'm good in a, in a match play like best ball scenario. I'm I'm a gem to have on your team. <laughs> Twitter's uh, Twitter's famous stat guy Lou Stagner says the key to low scores is not more birdies, it's more pars, less less blow. <laughs> so you might you could be closer to scratch than you think, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm far from scratch. My low was was a six handicap, uh, like a year and a half ago, and I don't know if I'll ever get back. Yeah, kids will do that to you. <laughs> yep. Okay, Joe. I got. Let's get us back on track because this is a podcast about fantasy golf. So let's oh, yeah. know, get done with the conversation. Everyone's probably like, "What is going on? You're bored with this." Oh yeah, we're gonna Joe. get all those comments again that say, "Just get to the names, damn yeah, it." Yeah, we need names. Joe, we're doing a segment each week called the Free Squares. It's sponsored by NoonanGolfCo.com. Promo code FGP, ten percent off. NoonanGolfCo.com. Uh, the first free square of the week is your guy, Denny McCarthy, $8,700. When you saw that price, did it just jump out at you? Yeah, it's too low. Everyone's going to play him, though. Like, is, is that a concern of you guys, big DFS guys? At I was going to just ask them. My, my follow-up question is you can't have a 34% chalk of the week player in your GPP winning lineup. It's not yeah. possible. Of course you can. Did you see Webb Simpson up there? Dude, I love it because Joe I don't. He just says chalk of the year. He doesn't care about your chalk play. Webb Simpson, once upon a time, was he the top price guy too? And he was the most owned. It was great. And you won. So, Denny McCarthy. Yeah, I don't think he was top price, but yeah, like between him and Sungjae, they were like a combined 50% owned or something outrageous. (laughs) So, Joe wins GPPs, wins over $100,000 playing 34% chalk of the week plays. Uh, So then. I would assume that you're going to go back to this free square, the number one free square, $8,700 Denny McCarthy. Yep, Denny's in. He's in the lineup. Yeah, My lineup's in. Denny's in. Perfect. Now, uh, should we talk about what you ended up doing with your winnings? Have you spent it all? Is it gone? Yeah, it's gone, bro. It's all gone. You wisely uh, invested. I didn't lose it back. I put it into, you'd be proud, man. I put it into the housing market. So I used it as a down payment. Yeah, I used it as a down payment on our new house. And so we didn't have to like, when we moved, because we did a lot of renovations. So we didn't have to like, we were still in both places. So I had the money for a down payment. We could kind of like live in the old place while the new place was getting redone. And then I uh, I got a country club membership. Those were my two things. Hell yeah. Great use of dollars. 
All right, I wanted to ask you if your DFS roster typically reflects your betting card or vice versa. So if you bet on somebody, are you more likely to use them in DraftKings or is it a totally different process to making your lineup? I'm losing connection. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I was asking if your DFS roster reflects your betting card or vice versa. Because you losing him? No, yeah. It's a, I know Joe is bet on uh, Denny because obviously he bet on Denny. Of course. But well, hopefully, he'll, hopefully he'll get better service than we can. I get. was Pull curious. Card. Because you know, I tried to make my betting card and my DraftKings lineup similar, but then I ended up always either going totally off and down with the ship, or fe- fear of missing out and not having enough of the guy that I, you know, the fringe guy and just off the card or whatever, so that I would use him in DraftKings, or you kind of like hedge yourself in a way. So I was wondering if Joe did that because Joe, uh, you know, Free Square Joe has Denny McCarthy, but then. I was going to ask you, Eric Quagnus, did you go with my number two free square, which is $9,200 JT Poston? I did, and I'm sure you're not surprised about that. And he's actually the highest-priced golfer that I'll be using on DraftKings this week. So your lineup begins – you're fading this 10K range. You're going all the way – you're fading – Damn near the, faded the 9K range. Please, boy. So, okay, a little more balanced build. Or is this because you're a little bit concerned that you need to have a good lineup good roster because you're in competition for that league championship very concerned about that in fact that's why i've i've constructed the lineup that i have i need six of six um there's no free squares when it comes to a six of six lineup but this is i gotta have people that are gonna make the cut and i think i have a good lineup i'll share it with everybody uh, as we go on so then did you do the first two free squares are you going uh jt to denny you know, I I, I, I I need to have amnesia, mm-hmm. but I can't. He putts too good. Is he going to putt good again this week, Denny McCarthy? I can't predict putting. He putted so well leading up to this, and then he missed the cut at the open, and you were like, oh, well, it's fine. It's great, grand, wonderful. It's not fine. It's not good. He's got to putt. Like, he's got to gain, like, eight strokes putting if he's going to be doing well. I'm not, I can't take that risk with Denny McCarthy this week, so no thanks. You know what is also concerning, even though our our guest that could, lost connection doesn't care about this? I still have not received Brick75's ownership projections, but I'm right now projecting Denny and Russell Henley 29, 31%, and then JT posting at 23%. Holy buckets. Chalk is forming. How does that make you feel, Quag? I... I have zero interest in those top chalk names. JT Poston, good. I'll, I'll get ten percent less than Russell Henley. Who? Why is that? Why would why would people pay ten thousand two hundred dollars for Russell Henley this week? What do you think he's going to do? Win? Oh, have I you not seen, yeah. Have you not seen the power rankings? Uh, driving accuracy percentage. <laughs> yeah, the model is driving accuracy percentage, and he's number one. Hey, Joe's back. Should we get him back in here? Yeah, yeah. Click him in here. Let's see. Oh, if wait, it I'll works. do it. That's my job. Yeah. Hey, Joe, are you back? What's up, dude? Sorry, I hit it like hey. a dead zone, I think. Yeah. No, I was just wondering if you usually hedge yourself or do you typically make your betting card reflect your roster? Because I was thinking about this. You could actually make your betting card just be your DraftKings lineup because most of the time you do want one from the top, like one in the middle and a couple long shots to fill it out. Are you doing that at all? Are you looking at both? 
I would say mostly I do that. Like if I like someone in one, I like them in the other. But in some cases, like I got to do this chalk bomb piece that I do for the mm-hmm. tour jockeys, right? Which is like weird because I, you guys know I don't really give a fuck about chalk. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm spilling the beans here because it's not out yet. But I, I wrote up JT Poston this week as oh, no. chalk bomb. Hell yeah. And I bet JT Poston, but so it's weird because I bet him, but I also think that he makes a good like explode your lineup candidate this week because he's going to be like twenty percent or maybe more, and I think that he could win, and I also think that he could miss the cut. So it's it's weird, man. I kind of do both. Well, that's not good news for Quagnus, who just claimed that JT Poston is this his starting <laughs> spot in his roster this week. I've said about JT Poston on the show multiple weeks in a row now because he's been good for multiple weeks, and I've said it about him in the past when he was good. JT Poston is the guy that doesn't matter where he plays. He just plays real good for like two, three, four weeks, like really, really good. Like we're like, dang, JT Poston, he's crazy. How is he this good? Then he legit dies like 1,000th place for a month and a half, and then he's back again. He gets like, dude, I kind of, I kind of talked to you into him last week. Yeah. Yeah. So if we, we almost did it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's, let's, let's not, let's, let's, let's put some context here into JT Poston's form. I mean, he was, he was solo second going into 18, uh, down three against Hodges and he went for it, ended up with the triple and tied for second and then gave Hodges this unbelievably crazy looking lead. But here's the thing is that he took to Twitter immediately after that and said, I'd do it 10 out of 10 times. Go for that green on that yeah. lie. So he's angry Love and he's playing it. good. And he, he snubbed, he snubbed sure. me. He snubbed me. Nobody knows who JT Poston is except golf snobs like us. And I was like, JT, let's go, man. He walked right by me and just ignored me. It's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> He heard your rough. little young. He heard your voice and was like, "Who's that young girl? I don't need to." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do have a terrible. You want, voice. you want to hear my case against JT? Sure, yeah, I, I do. All right, so I bet JT last week. I have him this week, but here's why he's going to explode lineups. He doesn't really have good course history here, and people are going to latch on to the first place finish, but. He's missed half the cuts that he's been in at this tournament. He has one top 20, which was obviously the win. The other thing is he, he really does not hit fairways, and this kind of showed up in the last round at the 3M. So he doesn't gain strokes off the tee whatsoever. I think he's lost like four out of the last six. He doesn't hit fairways. The course history is overinflated because of one win, and he kind of does it all with the putter. But like when I talked to Kenny on for lines this week, like, he brought up a great point. I don't know if he got it from himself or who he got it from, but um, the greens and regulation percentages like from the fairway and the rough are so outrageously different uh, that if you're not coming from the fairway and you lose strokes off the tee, I don't think his putter is enough to like make up for it this week. And one good win, I think everyone's going to gravitate toward it. And like people who are lazy in their research are a lot of them are like casuals are just going to play him. And I think you could miss the cut. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that now he is a free square, and according to my calculations, because of the reason of I having him at ten thousand when I priced the players, and he came out at ninety-two, it just feels right, feels fair, feels free. 
You out? You know who else is free? Quagnus is your other guy, Eric Cole, at seventy-seven hundred dollars. Is he? Is it? Oh, we should ask Joe. Actually, is, is the wax gonna burn out on Eric Cole at seventy-seven hundred dollars? Are we done with him? You gotta play Cole. I'm, he's in the lineup. He's gonna be my chalkiest guy, I think. Maybe besides Denny. You have to play Cole. The actually the outright odds on him. Um, I was talking to Luke, who's like been helping me out with Circa out there. Uh, there's like eighty to ones on Cole, which is hmm. which is stupid. Like I thought he was gonna miss the cut at the three M. Like didn't you guys? Then all of a sudden, like yeah. you look at the end and he top thirties once again. So uh, he's solid, man. You gotta play him. Yeah, it's amazing I, how they every week they he just continues to pile up like thirtieth place, twentieth place, whatever, like all these good finishes, and they just continue to drop him into the mid seven range on drafting. It makes no sense. He should he should be eighty seven hundred. Correct. I had him at eighty eight hundred. Thank you. Cra- this is crazy. They just won't. Maybe they just don't know who he is. I don't know. Uh, crazy town. Another okay, so the next two free squares are a little bit more in my beer gut brain than they probably should be in reality. So the next free square is seventy three hundred dollar Alex Norin. Yeah, mm. a hush goes over the crowd. He's yes. playing very consistent. So at eighty, I thought he'd be like in the eight K range, low eight Ks. Eighty one hundred is what I priced him at. Came out at seventy three hundred. Uh, I believe he's had four top twenty fives over his last six starts. Price is right. Ownership isn't catching up on him either. So I think at seventy three hundred dollars, I'm going to click that into my roster. Any objections, uh, Martin? You played him last week. You like him, right? I did play him last week, and you know, I I don't know why. Sometimes I just why is it that in golf it's like okay, I'm not using that guy anymore. Why would I not use him again? Like Alex Noren, thirteenth place. Yeah, uh, one missed cut in July <clears throat> out of four. So, actually, I, I I would. I mean, he's got a 60th. Is his, is his only uh, return here in 2019 at, at Sedgefield? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great price. That, that see down. That's the definition of a free square right there. Guy in form, cheap. Let's Not go. really wanted. A fair fair price and ownership. Another free square in the 7K range. The last one I have for the week. Four free squares this week. It's Dougie Gim, 72. Joe, are we into Doug Gim here, or is this weird? Because he's got pretty shitty course history, I saw. Yeah, I'm into Doug Gim. Like, he's kind of turned it around, dude. Remember, like, yeah. a couple of years ago when, like, he was, like, 20-1 to 1 to win the Honda? Uh, <laughs> dude's kind of turned it around, and he's playing well. He hits a ton of fairways. He hit gain strokes, like, everywhere right now over, like, the last 30 rounds. So, yeah, I'm into Gim. I'm into Gim. Norin, I can't, like, I, I don't know why. He's, like, he's one of those guys that just wears, like, an invisible cloak for me where I just don't see him. I, I don't even look at him on odds boards or DraftKings, and I just breeze right by him. So, Norin, not for me. I'm into Gim, though. The only reason I have these names coming up in my beer gut brain is because I do have to make the prices. So then I'm like, oh, my God, who are these terrible names in the yeah. window championship yeah. field? So I'm like, Norin's played decent recently. Let's put him up there at 81. And then I'm like, Gim's got it going on, and he finds fairways, I guess, too. Top 15 in fairway percentage. And so – Doug Gim and Norrin are into my lineup. So those are the free squares this week. Did I miss anybody, Quagnus? Do you have a free square you wanted to mention? Uh, <clears throat> no, I can just give you my lineup here. Okay, later. cool. So it started with JT Poston. <laughs> started with JT Poston. Now, I think the one, the only name on, on here is going to be my next name at $9,000. 
that I just can't. I'm an, I'm clicking because of pure course history, and I did a little bit of research. Siwoo Kim has obviously won at this event, and the last three times that he was uh, here at this course at this event are like five fifth or better. And the and I and if you look a little bit closer, he's coming in with either sh very shitty form or somewhat decent form. And he's coming in with pretty shitty form right now. It doesn't seem to matter. So I kind of like that. And I think that that's one thing we always discuss. It's like, okay, form's good, but it also doesn't mean anything because these guys can turn things around rather quickly, as we noticed. And so I don't know. I, I got to get six to six through. I'm trying to keep this thing balanced. So at 9,200 JT post and Siwoo Kim, 9,000, I'm going to have a couple of AK guys and a couple of uh, upper to mid 7K guys. And I, I just I need six to six here. So did you go cash game Kirk? Because you want a cash game play? No, I, I looked at him. I looked at him. I did not click cash game Kirk. Okay, Who did you get? Hadwin? Ben on, 8,400, hole in one. That just feels like it feels – that just feels hole good. Hole-in-one hole practice <laughs> round? Uh, yeah. Are you calling out a hole-in-one? Oh, he had one. He okay. had one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good vibes. <laughs> good vibes for Benny on. Okay, yeah. and then who that else? That means he's striking the ball really good because we know if you make a hole-in-one, <laughs> that means you hit the ball perfectly. And you don't have to putt. You know, Quagnus, you have three of them. I do. <laughs> Joe, did you know Quagnus has three hole-in-ones? Had no idea. Congrats, dude. Yes, no, a simulator, yeah. a par three, and a real hole. And a real one, yeah. Siwoo, though, Siwoo's a great play. Like, you yeah. have to play Siwoo, I think, this week. Thank well, it you. depends. I don't know about cash game, but if you're trying to win something big, like, yeah. you have to play Siwoo. His price is stupid. He's, like, the fourth guy on the odds board. If you look, and I like, I was, like, looking at head-to-head -head matchups earlier today, Siwoo was like minus 150 in a head-to-head -head against Ludwig, against Aberg, who's like $300 more. And Siwoo was a heavy favorite in that matchup. Like, he's just very underpriced and could win. You know what they say about that? They say that that would be a, a free square. <laughs> okay, so then uh, how'd you finish off your roster? You got $7,800 left, so you still got some money to play with. Uh, so we're three guys in. Uh, let's go Alex Smalley at $8,100, playing pretty good, missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish Open. That was a couple weeks ago. Otherwise, the dude is gaining strokes on approach and putts decently well. And when I look back on his uh, history here, he hasn't missed a cut at Wyndham. And that's basically been my winning strategy this entire fucking season, which is like, have they played this course good? And how are they playing recently? And so he fits into that mold. So there's my last guy in the eighty eight thousand dollar range. And then I have two guys in the seven thousand dollar range. No, before we go to those, are you concerned that Smalley's gonna have the pressure of being a local? This is his home course. No. Why would I be concerned about the pr pressure that he should be happy? Yeah. I thought this is a good thing to Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> Hashtag not didn't expert. bother him the last two years he played it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, cool. So you got the uh, local boy Alex Smalley, and then you got two six K names, seventy six fifty left. Did you go Cole? Uh, I might go Cole, but at the moment I have Vincent Norman and Taylor Pendrith, Whoa. and I can tell you why, if you want to know, I and mean, it's up to you. Uh, but those well, that two. Names... That seems more. Uh, Pendrith is a little more boomer bust, but okay, yeah, give us a Norman take. 
Well, I looked at both of these guys, and I have a model, by the way. And wow. Norman is 13th. He's playing good. He's never played this course, so that's going to be the biggest question. Well, he's mark. a rookie. Yeah, so that's fine. And, and and clearly, he's doing just fine and great not seeing some of these courses. We've seen guys before not play courses, and it's like, oh, we don't know how they're going to do at this course. Well, they do fine. Uh, you know, won the Barbasol. What do we take away from that? Is that good? Probably. Yeah, better than not. Yeah. He yeah. finished 50th at the 3M Open, losing six strokes putting. That seems like a good, like, like he's he's doing fine. Okay, cool. Well, I like it. Storm and Norman. Yeah. Going for a Ryder Cup spot. Storm and Norman. <laughs> Joe. Uh, so, Joe, we built your winning roster, but we had to sub in for Hideki. Are you going to do that and call it a day? Uh, I was pretty close to that. Let me really? see who I put in. Wait, while we were talking about – I have a question for you guys, and you may have already said it when I got disconnected from the show, but just talking about pressure, where where do you guys stand on this narrative of, like, it's an important week because he's right outside the FedEx cup line and he's super motivated to get into like, do you think that's a real thing that you're like factoring in this week or is it just bullshit? Oh, I'll take that. Okay. So I just I also think that, have a great opinion. Yeah. I think you, you can go ahead. You're going to go out there and you're going to play good golf and then you're going to let the chips fall where they fall. And then you're going to do a little hindsight dance with the reporter after and say, oh, on Sunday, yeah, oh, yeah, I totally knew I was motivated today. And, like, in hindsight, you can always claim that you were motivated and it helped and you've thought about it in the back of your mind. But They will you know, for sure Just as many that. people use it to get over the hump as they do get under the hump. So, I don't know. I think one way or the other, you just it's a, it's a nice fake narrative. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it makes any sense at all. What, like, what's the difference between this week and last week? The same people that are on the bubble last week are a lot of the same people this week. They were, had to been motivated last week, but nobody said a fucking word about that. So, and in theory, like, if you know you're a player that's just going to be a bubble guy, most dudes that are on the bubble are, like, always bubble guys. Like, JT, obviously not, but a lot of the dudes there are just always bubble guys. So every single week you play, however many weeks they play, the 20-some weeks, they should be motivated in every single one of them because they're about to make a million dollars if they win on any tournament. So I don't yeah, I don't understand the whole, oh, he's way more motivated this week. No, he's not. He was motivated every week. There's a million-dollar check on the line, man. Makes no so sense. Then you got to go Adam Scott, Lowry, JT to start if you want motivation. No, that's no. See, you're doing it backwards. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I did create a lineup that was narrative uh, for motivated by FedEx Cup. No, I don't think it matters. Did you want to? Uh, you want to? You know, you could claim it as a as a reason. They they will say it for sure if there's yeah. a dude on the bubble that makes yeah. it in, and they're like, "How did that happen?" He's like, "Man, I just knew I had to make that putt at the end to get into the playoff." <laughs> but they're gonna say that in the interviews. And everyone's gonna be like, "Dang, he's so right, man." That was like, "Wow, what a pressure pot!" No, that's <laughs> stupid. So, yeah, it's, well, I agree. It's I think it's total bullshit. I don't <laughs> factor it in whatsoever. It's like they they if they I don't know. It just shouldn't matter. It's just another week for them, and they just gotta yeah. go out like it's just them versus the course. And yeah. no matter where they're at in the FedEx Cup standings, uh, I don't think it has any effect on their actual results this week. I would agree. 
So where did you start your lineup? Did you go Hideki, Joe? Uh, no, I started. No, I started uh, Siwoo. Siwoo okay. Kim. Taking the so, savings. Wait, going to the 9K. Hold, on. hold on, that might be wrong. Actually, I'm sorry. I started with Shane Lowry. Okay. Ooh. So my 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 comps to the other roster are Siwoo, Hubbard, and Denny. Okay. But really, like, I like to do my highest price guy last, honestly. So, like, where did I start in terms of the first guy that I put in my lineup? It yeah. was Siwoo. Okay. So it was Siwoo and then Denny. And then from there I built uh, – I obviously threw in Eric Cole. You have to throw in Eric Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mo Hubbard. I think, that, I think that Hubbard is a little overpriced. I wish he was cheaper, but maybe that's wrong. But I thought he was going to be cheaper, and he wasn't. But I just felt like I needed to put him back in there because, dude, when I had that lineup, Hubbard had some fucking big, big plays down the stretch. So I owe it to him. <laughs> um, yeah. I went – I then went back to uh, old trusty Adam Svensson. I yeah, think he's turning it around. Seventy five, got a seventy six. Yeah, I was real nervous. Horschel was about to be coming in there. Yeah, no, no, no. Leave Horschel to me. No. Yeah. So Svensson's Sven- <laughs> so, so back. I'm back on that train. And then I had like ninety six hundred left over, and it was just let me plug in Shane Lowry because I don't think, I don't know, I don't think a lot of people will play him. Not that that really mattered, but I just think that. If I'm gonna eat like major chalk with Siwoo and Cole and McCarthy, um, I'll, I'll take Lowry there instead of someone like Poston. Nice. Okay. Yep. Um, Other than Lowry. Now I know you can't see the screen here, but we are on YouTube and we do have a new segment for the new YouTube channel. Uh, we're playing with this idea because we know that good or bad and bad are good. You can only be good for so long before the wax runs out and then you'll be bad. Yes. And so I'm doing which good will be bad. And I've got five players that are in good form coming into the tournament. And we know one of these, if not more than one, will be bad. Hideki, JT Poston, Steven Yeager, Vince Norman, and Garrick Higo. It looks like uh, another week where Quagnus has two out of the th- Two out of the five in his lineup. <laughs> uh, not good. No. So, okay. Obviously, I posted in Norman. So then, so, I mean, I don't know what's up with uh, Higo is uh, playing a little bit above his britches right now, and is going into a not bomber friendly place as a bomber. Joe, would you say Higo should be nervous going into this week, or is it more like uh, Hideki or Poston? It's Poston for me. I don't think he's going to play that well. Like, you're a big, like, the, the candle, like, wax burns out guy. For me, that's more so in play for someone who was, like, close and finishes second or, like, does what he did on Sunday and implodes hundreds of thousands of dollars to, for, like, the candle to go out than someone who, like, came through in the clutch and won a tournament. So I, I just think, I, for me, it's it's posting. Josh, you gotta, you gotta play. You post your. I've, I've already uh, described my thoughts on posting. There's just, that's just how he put. He is literally the guy. Like he, his picture should be on that sheet right there. Like he's the guy that's just <laughs> good for so a bad. while, then bad for a while, then good for God. like. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It just kind of fucking happens. So he's just eventually he's gonna be bad. I'm just, 
if he's on there next week, do I take the guy's post in that? No, you take post in your he's course history, recent form, or whatever. Okay, so what about which bad will be good? I got Sung J, JT, Billy Webb, and Austin Eckrode. These people have not played as good as they should play. Maybe Webb Simpson may have just needed to be retired, but he's back at Wyndham Webb, his home course or favorite place to live, I guess. Okay, so then. Are we worried that Sung Jay is bad and he's going to stay bad? Or who's going to be good here out of this list? Is it Billy Horschel? Because I think it's Billy. Of course you do. I uh, I picked Justin Thomas is on the, this list last week, and I'm going to pick him again this week for the same reason. And he keeps saying it as well. He keeps telling everybody, boys, I'm not playing as bad as my results are, which is true. If you just all you got to do is look at the very basic strokes gains, still gaining off the tee, still gaining on approach, probably has the chip yips, has never been able to putt before in his life anyway. So we can just ignore that. If he can like somehow figure out how to chip, he may have hit the worst chip I've ever seen a pro uh, pro golfer ever hit in my entire life uh, during the 3M. He's got an issue chipping. So hopefully this week greens are pretty big. I think so. He just hits it on the green a lot. Doesn't have to chip. Um, but yeah, I like out of all these names, Justin Thomas has the highest potential and he's just not playing as bad as like everybody's making it seem in my opinion. Uh, Joe, I noticed you made a lineup and you didn't use Webb Simpson at Wyndham championship. What are you trying to do? You're trying to not trying to win Joe. No, no, I'm staying. I'm trying to win. I'm staying away from Webb. Um, this list, this list looks rigged for me to force me into picking Billy Horschel. I guess, even though I don't want to do that, but I guess I have to. And which bad will will be? Dude, Justin Tom. Of course, Justin Thomas is saying that. Like he's trying to talk himself out of the ultimate slump that he's in. Um, I don't know, dude. He uh. Whatever the strokes gain numbers say, the results in like looking it's at his bad, face yeah. when he plays golf is bad. Like it is. Yeah. Get this man, get this man a pepperoni pizza yeah. and some ice cream and yes. some unhealthy shit back in his body. Like <laughs> I went on this rant the other day, but pro athletes in their like playing well, winning majors in their prime, who drastically change their diet. For no good fucking reason. It wasn't like he was out of shape or like starting to get fat or something like that. Like to go borderline fucking vegan when you're in your prime winning majors is insane to me. Yeah. So until he starts putting bad shit back in his body and like <laughs> drinking beer and eating pizza, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yep. No, it's all right. Okay. So uh, that's the segment good or bad, bad or good. Uh, we can go back to presenting the lineups. Uh, Josh, did you give me your lineup yet? Nope. Do you want to give it to me, or have you, you made want one? It? Are you Are you sure you want it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll give it to you. Sure. We, we want it. it. Okay, yeah, we want it. We want okay, to make okay. fun okay. of it. Okay, so I guess I'm the only dude that's uh. <laughs> uh hold on. This is a, this is a funny uh comment. So I'm gonna put this up on the board. Our friend Brent says Quagnus would have zero hole in ones if he was a vegan. Okay, so I'm going to play a 10K guy. Uh, by the way, Chad, I did run a model and I'm keeping it to myself because I'm selfish. What? Um, Bullshit. And Hideki's number one on it, but I'm not playing. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm going to play Russell Henley. Because. Are you concerned Russell wow. Henley is. He's going to be 30% owned. I don't wow. I don't care. 
Uh, everyone calls this thing a putting contest, uh, and Russell Henley's never been a good putter, and he like plays good here. So I think uh, people are dumb. I'm just gonna you know throw that. They are but, like in, obviously insane uh, iron player. If you are gonna play good at this course, you have to your irons pretty good. So Henley, JT, yes, I'm just gonna keep playing him. Uh, Joe does bring up a good point about the uh, needing a pepperoni pizza. I would agree. <laughs> with that uh but i also do think that he is mostly being truthful he i think he's trying to talk himself into playing like finishing better yeah but like everyone's compared i said this last week everyone compares him to spieth and ricky and like his fall off is not the same like they just died everywhere he is still doing decently what he always kind of did decently. It's just not as bad. Yeah. It's just like a, just like a couple things here and there. He just literally just can't chip. So, um, yeah, okay. I guess I'm just going to keep playing him until so he – So did you then just, now – okay, so you started 10-9. Did you go 8-8, eight, 8-7, eight, eight, seven, seven, Like the Darbo? 8 seven, seven, six, Darbo style, yeah. My next guy is the, our, our friend Jaeger. I just play him every week too, a lot like Cole. You can just click Cole next because that's just an obvious one. Okay. Uh, Jaeger uh, feels to me just like a slightly more expensive Cole. Like he just top 20s all the time all over the place. And as we know, Chad, and I said on our, our good friend Joe show last week, if people just keep playing good and hang around for a long time, they're eventually just going to win something. I don't know what it is or when it is. You'll never know. But as long as you hang around for a while, 15th here, 10th here, 20th here, 25th here, 30th here, 10th here, bang, there's the win. It happens all the time. So I'm just going to keep playing Jaeger and Cole, and then, you know, maybe they'll eventually win. Okay. Uh, are you, you going to go back to Bennett and Young? I, yeah, I, I'm definitely playing Sam Bennett again. Because <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, Sam Bennett. The, yeah, he's on Joe's name. card. It's just the name, you know. And then, yeah, I, I wish I only had 6,800 left so I could play Carson uh, Young again. So I just I just play Sam Bennett and Carson Young every single week until And it's I been die. going poorly. But I have 200 left. Uh, in the model, Chad, Doug Gim is number six. Ooh, I like that. But I didn't play him. Oh. Because you know who's number four? Ben Griffin? No, no. No, no, no. Uh, Kevin Yu. At oh, your guy, you. Yeah. Yeah. You. Hey, Although that's I a think, good line. I think uh, this, this is all statistical. Uh, I think some of his stats that are coming through in everybody's models, and including mine, because mine are slightly more long-term than most people's, uh, they have stats from when he had really, really good stats early in the season before he got injured. Hmm. Um, but he also like hasn't been super bad when he came back either. So, um, yeah, Henley, no, he, he's a good player. Jaeger, Cole, you, Bennett, great lineup. Thank you. Okay, one more minute, and then we can get out of here. I'll do mine. Okay, so okay, uh, I did the free squares. Poston, Denny, 
Shocking, right? Okay. And then yeah, that's how you get the free squares. We already know this. No, no, I just you make build my, the make... lineup and then Bracking... you're like, oh, these guys are just free squares. Well, that hurts. It's not like my fault. DraftKings fucks the prices up, but I just find them. Okay, <laughs> so then I've got Poston, McCarthy, Norn, and Gim, and that leaves me with a couple names. And I wanted to use Sammy Burns, and that gives me enough to buy Billy Horschel, baby. Mm. Burns and Billy. So I got uh, Poston chalk. Gim probably chalk, Denny chalk, nor in a little bit of a pivot, maybe Horschel. I'm afraid he's getting some ownership, but yeah, there you go. There's my lineup. Beer gut brain. Bad. Let's go. Uh, Joe, thank you for showing up. You got another thing to do tonight. You got Jock Market, uh, Rick Run Goods YouTube page. Tell that stuff. Yep, got the Jock Market Power Hour. Got. I'm doing the. Uh, I got to also record. Dude, I'm. I'm this is going to be a crazy night. I also have to do the live preview show. So live, actually I'm kind of fired up about live. Dude, I miss Greenbrier. The, the, I'm from, I'm from West Virginia. I love that place. There's so much like cool history and it's like an old school, like McDonald rain or golf course. Like it's going to be fucking cool. And I'm doing actually kind of excited to record that as well. So um, thanks for having me on. Love you guys. Hey Joe, thank you for being here, and I'll save you the trouble. You just bet Munoz, and you're and you're on your way. I'm thinking of Munoz. I already got Varner picked. I have spot for one more. I've got Varner. I've got Stenson. I've got Phil. Ooh! Yikes! Yikes! Motivated. Phil Mickelson's 125 to one, but I think I'm going to add Munoz as well. Always, always Bryson, Joe. Always, always Bryson, Bryson. For, for Jish. Okay, Quagnus is yawning. Oh, no, yeah. He, he, yeah, he's caught yawning. All right, Joe, thank you for showing up and driving <laughs> home with us. You are welcome anytime. We appreciate you. You can find Joe at Tour oh, Picks. You already follow him. You already follow You probably do, don't you? You should. Nice seeing you, Joe. He's doing the Preferred is Lines podcast. That's a show that he and I started yeah. together, actually, once upon a time. It's Monday nights. He brings a guest on. They talk the, board, the betting board. Joe's a really – a plus EV better. So go follow Tour Picks yeah, on Twitter. Smart guy. Uh, Quagnus, thank you for uh, coming into town, hanging out. Jish Swish, sorry that you had to explain yourself shooting 77. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but that's and, right. And We're here to have you. I, said I shot 82 two days after that. So. Well, good thing I didn't post that scorecard. <laughs> I never posted my 89 with Quagnus on Sunday. Yeah. What's exactly. Twitter? Yeah, what is Twitter? What's Twitter? I thought it's oh, called X now. No, X. you don't need to know. Don't worry about Twitter. You you worry about YouTube. You worry about subscribing so that you can be entered into a drawing for $100. And if you are a private person but do want to subscribe and you want to, like, somehow get into the drawing, you have to tell us somehow, whether that's a comment or a DM or I don't give a crap anymore. There's going to be two people that have a 50-50 chance of winning $100. So be it. That's next month, or, uh, Wednesday, same time. Mid-afternoon. Join us then. Let's go. Yeah. Play the music. Get us out of here.